Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just because I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides. Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? <laughs> Don't take it so hard just because I laugh as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. You can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your lies. You can kill me with your hatefulness. But just like life, I rise. Does my sexiness offend you? Oh. Does it come as a surprise that I dance? As if I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs. <laughs> Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. And so. Wow. It makes it easier. And this is episode three of the Minority Agenda Podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Isaiah Thornton, with my co-host. We have Jacob Gray. Yes, sir. Jacob Gray, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good, sir. Well, right now, we have a special, special guest here. She's coming out with a new book called Sports Bay, Sierra Nicole. Hold on, wait. I got applause for you. I love the I love the introduction. Thank you, thank you. We try here, we try. Okay, so Sierra, you are from Palestine, Texas. Correcto. Correcto. Now, now, um, can you give us a little history lesson about Palestine? Well, it's a really small town. Uh, a lot of people don't know where it is unless I say, "Well, do you know who Adrian Peterson is?" And they're like, "Yeah, that's that's where he went to high school." So that's that's the best way to describe it. If you're, especially if you're not from Texas, you've definitely never heard of Palestine. Ah, ah, Jacob, Jacob, how do you know Adrian Peterson? <laughs> My sister dated him in high school. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom was in the money. The small, small world. <laughs> small, that has small to world. Be fun, fun times. Say it again. That has to be fun times. It was. It was. <laughs> Even though I barely remember because I was like five, six years old. I would have been mad. I would have been asking for a playhouse. You know, just simple stuff. <laughs> simple stuff. But no, um, we have Sierra on the show today to discord. To I said discourse. Discuss her new book. 
Sports Bay. Sierra, um, how did you come about this book? I'm really curious. So I had a lot of like my female friends who aren't into sports. Um, I mean, they don't ever know what's going on. So uh, one of my friends kind of was just like, you should write a book about it. And <clears throat> I kind of just took that to heart and I did. And when I was writing the book, uh, I didn't actually get the Sports Bay name until like I was pretty much almost done with the book. And once I got Sports Bay, it became more than just a book. It was like a movement, right? Because it's like, well, now it's a show. Now it's, a, you know, now it's like a movement. It's a lifestyle. And so now um, I'm just like taking it and running with it. Okay. Um, JB, any questions? You wanna... No, not yet. <laughs> okay. So why do you feel women need to know about sports? Um, because a lot of women, um, they're left out of the conversation because they may not know much about sports. Um, and that comes at work, that comes in relationships, it comes networking. I mean, knowing a little bit about sports can take you a long way. And um, I think a lot of women are coming to find that as they're getting older and they're trying to maybe spend time with their boyfriend and they they feel left out because, I mean, most guys are into sports. And so they feel like they're getting their time taken away because they can't relate or they don't have anything to talk about. And even at work, like if you work with a lot of guys or even if your boss is like the main boss is a guy and his he's talking about his favorite sport team and you have nothing to say. It's just, um, you know, and a lot of women may feel like, well, I've never been in a sport, so it's too late now. It's too much to learn. No, it's not. And it's like, so my book basically breaks down the the basic things, like the rules, the regulations. Um, you're not going to know every person who plays, but I picked out the people that, that stand out to me. And um, so players, it, it includes players you should know. It includes a glossary that will tell you like sports lingo and terminology. So they might not know what um, getting mossed is Mm -hmm. and they can go into the glossary and say, okay, well now I know what that means. Um, So, and it's pretty easy to understand for us women to relate to. And I like that. Mm -hmm. Most girls don't know what getting mossed is. I like that. That (laughs) That was really nice. See, see, see that, see now she in her bag. See, I, I, I appreciate that. Uh, most people don't know I worked with Sierra. Sierra was um, my boss. I'll say that. I like no. I like when I have bosses who are nice. I like I like some of my bosses. So Sierra was one of my bosses. Um, I met her what twenty eighteen fall of twenty eighteen, and we've been hitting it ever since. So, <laughs> now, so now we here. Um, it was a great. You were a great intern. He was him and um Taylor. Shout out to Taylor. She's doing her thing at grad school right now. But um, they they were like my two interns that 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 really loved and had a passion for what they did. So I made sure I always, um, you know, connected them and make sure they were ready for whatever we had going. I remember us going to a Rockets practice and it was just like me, me, Isaiah and Taylor. And we we were in there. People thought we was. You know, they thought we was the real deal, and um, I was I was proud of you guys. So. Yep, that's also the same day. I didn't know it was Hoodie Mello. I was standing right, Jacob. I was sitting right next to Carmelo. He was on the bike. <laughs> Carmelo was on the bike training. Taylor said, "Isaiah, did you talk to him?" I said, "Talk to who?" That was Carmelo. I said, "Huh?" I said, "Yeah, this hoodie on." I said, "I ain't talk to him." I'm like, "Man, I didn't know who that dude was. <laughs> he never turned. <laughs> he never did none of that." And then Eric Gordon yeah. was there. It was cool. It was pretty cool. It actually turned out really good for us because um, that was following whenever Chris Paul had wore the Texas Southern hoodie. And um, so it was, it kind of turned out a good little media uh, interaction for TSU at TSU Athletics. Mm. It really did. It was really good. So since then. Well, that was, that oh, was for TSU? Mm-hmm. Oh, so since then, um, you no longer work with TSU, but now you're a independent journalist. That's a nice word. I like that. Independent journalist. You're doing your own thing. So what are you covering or what are you trying to cover? Well, I'm still going to cover um, my main sports, but I'm I'm really into um, sports empowerment with women right now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually also working on a documentary, and it's about um, – you know, being a black woman and coming into this industry. Um, and we're going to feature people like Cynthia Cooper 
on there, um, you know, that who can speak to that um, and other black journalists who can speak to, I mean, their journey, their experience in going and being a independent journalist or even being a journalist who works for somebody like um, I can use Jamel Hill, for example, um, when she worked for ESPN and she basically said something that they didn't like. And so now she doesn't no longer has a job with them. And so that made me um, think about, you know, how I wanted to be, uh, what type of journalist I wanted to be. And I'd rather be the person who they want to come to me and ask me to be on their show versus me working for them. Because I always want to have the freedom to say what it is that I want to say and not worry about my job security. Um, I know you're kind of like going into this a little bit, but can you tell me from your perspective how it feels to be a, a woman in sports or mainly a black woman in sports? Oh, I mean, it's tough. You got to have tough skin um, because, first of all, it's already limited with women in sports. And so, you know, they're always going to go. What am I going to say always? But most times they go for the blonde hair and the blue eyes. And so as a black woman, you always have to be one more step ahead. You you got to know how to do it all. You got to know everything. You you can have no time for mistakes. Um and so I think that's um, the the hard one of the hardest things uh, that I've actually been. Well, I might even gonna say that's the hardest thing. Um, I actually was speaking with a professor today about um, being offered opportunities, but then having them taken away when um, you're not interested in other things from the person that's offering the opportunity. And I think that that's harder. I mean, I think that comes more on black women. I, I have white colleagues who never experienced that um and i feel like maybe people are scared to step to a white woman like that but they don't mind they don't care about stepping to a black woman in that way and so um, i think that's what makes it different for for us okay so you've been you've done super bowls you've done nba games what's your favorite thing to cover oh basketball for sure um i want to say final four in 2016 was that was one of my favorite coverages is we're going to talk about tournaments and then I remember working a um one of my favorite NBA games I think I worked this the OKC and the Mavericks series and um, Westbrook was still at OKC and he became one of my like because just watching him play in person he was so passionate and now when I see it on TV I'm like yeah he really liked that Mm-hmm. And, but, um, that, that was probably yeah basketball is my definitely my favorite and so people who don't know um you played basketball for numerous years made it all the way to colorado played basketball hooping and so you can talk sports you can talk basketball you average i'm asleep for what, sure what did you average we just i want to know that so in high school i was averaging like 28 um obviously when i got to college i dropped down to probably like 12 15 um, but yeah, I, I always love basketball. I mean, I still love to play if I can. Um, but yeah, you are, you know, as a woman, once again, you get to the point where you're like, well, I'm not going to play basketball forever. It's not as beneficial for women, um, you know, to play forever. So, um, and that's how I became, uh, interested in doing sports journalism because I wanted to be able to go to work every day and love what I do. How'd you like the NBA bubble? Oh, I liked it. Um, it, it kind of exposed um, a lot of players as far as um, like who who feeds off the crowd, you know, and who's really there for to play basketball. I think um, <laughs> your beloved Rockets. Well, those are Taylor's beloved Rockets, but I, I think that you know our James Harden was ready to go home and get to the club. I don't think he focused. <laughs> he live without being able to go to the um to the strip club in between game two and game four i don't know he needs that release and um i don't think he had that so players like him a lot of them um a lot of people kind of i don't think they they managed the uh, bubble well and even though um the heat didn't win i think jimmy butler is one of the uh one of the guys who stood out is like he didn't care he was in there looking rough he was looking dirty. He was here to play basketball, and that's it. And mm-hmm. TJC he, alone. He did well. <laughs> go Apaches, go Apaches. I, I, I just got to shout out. Go Apaches. Every time, every time. <laughs> he is TJC alone. That's crazy. So let's, so let's see. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, how much is the book? 
that's what I meant to ask you. How much is the book? And when it, it's it's already out, you can pre-order it. You can pre-order the book. The book is $25 if you pre-order it. And you'll also get a little little something in the, in your package when you get it. Um, they'll stop being available for pre-sale probably like the week before it, the actual release date. Um, so the actual release date is November 11th, and it'll be available on Amazon. And it'll be, um, if you're coming to the book launch party, um, it'll be available on hand to purchase there as well. Do you have one with you? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> we was not sure what it looked like on camera. I know you said it's pocket size. I've been watching your little trailers. I, I watch all the trailers. I share them. So maybe you can <laughs> edit it here. And um, while well, I see you, I, I have a lot of pictures of it. But um, basically, that that's the whole, this is a whole other story. But just working with, um, being a self-published author, um, working with these different companies, which is a reason why I don't have a book in my hand. But um, yeah, just that that was a headache in itself. Um, the writing the book was definitely the easiest part. I will tell you that. Okay. Even now, though it's the hardest part, it was the easiest part, if you catch my drift. I got you. Yeah, I was to say, writing the book hard. Yeah. Now, I will say this. When you first put this out, I had someone text me and ask me, so is this going to be like a B. Simone book? I'm like, bro, it's Sierra. Sierra has more class than that just to put it. Oh, she's a comedian. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's not. It's not gonna be glued together. They're like, okay, bet I'm gonna pre-order them. I'm like, yeah, go. You know, go and cop that. Go and cop that. It's gonna be a nice book. Sierra is very nice when it comes to doing stuff. You ain't seen her do TJ or TSU packets. She's she's done them before. I, I take my work serious. I, I try to be, you know, as professional as me as possible, especially if I'm putting out a product. So, um, you know. My work is my baby, so I'm going to treat it as such. All right, let's see. Jacob, did you have anything else that you wanted to ask Sierra? Oh, I was just going to ask Sierra about, like, before TSU, where were you at before that? I was at U of H. Oh, okay. What were you but, doing at U of H? Um, I worked in the athletic communications department. Um, so I worked with um, basically the same thing I did at TSU. Um mm. But I worked under someone there. So basically, once I left um, U of H, I wanted to implement the things I learned in their communications office and take it to TSU. Um, and so that's what I did. And Isaiah and Taylor um, were a big help and a part of that. I tried. I tried. I just took, I just took orders, Jacob. I just took orders. <laughs> yeah. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. Hey, we're going to get these videos out. Listen, J- Jacob. The first game, the first our first football game, we didn't get home until like three in the morning because it rained so much. So, and then we carried that over to basketball season, and hey, then after that, NCC here no more. I was like, oh, she's gone, <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. They got, so the sideline reporter quit during the they they actually hired um a Caucasian male. And I was actually supposed to get the job first. And so he actually quit after the first game. And so then I had to be um, their boss, the stadium host, and the sideline reporters. So, yeah, they wore me out really fast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I understand that. It was, pretty, it, was, it was pretty busy times. They had me watching chicken. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm, that's still my job to this day. I'm still passing. Oh, I, was, I was about to ask you, are you still doing it? Yes. Um, me, I'm – I'm the last one left. Taylor's graduated. So, yeah, I'm the last one left. And then it's like, I want to say Andrea and then Donovan has graduated. So, it's just me and Andrea, basically. Oh, okay. How is she? Uh, She's good. You know, she's uh, she had a baby. So, she has I know. So, well, we, we're working from home. That's how we're doing our work study this semester. Okay. Well, that's fun. At least they're still giving you guys, you know, opportunity to work. Yeah. So, and then next semester will be hectic. We might have a game. I'm, I'm assuming we're going to have a game every day. Not for sure. Got to look into it. But That's wild. But it's only going to be three football home games. So, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine with that. Let's see. Um, What, what did I want to ask you? Oh, okay. So, basketball news. You are a basketball analyst. Well, you and Jacob, both basketball NBA analysts. Um, first question. Is George, is LeBron the GOAT? I, I already know your answer, but is he the GOAT? Go go ahead. Go. Yes, he's the GOAT. He is the GOAT of my era. Oh, see, 
Oh, she went there. Period. Okay, she went there. <laughs> Her era. Okay. Do I need to elaborate? No, no, no. If you want to. No, that's fine. I like I like to leave it as such because I mean that's just that's who else? I mean, is he not the goat in your opinion? He cool. <laughs> he cool off the court. I mean, you know, he ain't no brand. He ain't no Brandon Jennings, but he cool. He ain't no Frank Nitty. Yeah. you know, you know, you know. That was my favorite player. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon Jennings is my favorite player. Brandon's pretty cool off the court. Oh. So, what is that person doing right now? He's playing in the Drew League. Don't do that, Sierra. He's playing in the Drew <laughs> League. <laughs> See now, Ron would never. <laughs> See here, y'all go. Here y'all go trying to clown. But no, no I, I, I want to say, um, you know, you know Frank Nitty. Yes, Sarah, do you know who Frank Nitty is? I have no earthly idea. Okay, do you do you remember who LJ was from high school? Yes. Okay, Frank Nitty and LJ Isaiah had the same game, dog. I'm telling you, if you put a play by play of them two together, they look the same. And I'm telling you, if this person LJ, if LJ was like Frank's height. Maybe a little taller, six foot, six three. LJ could have done something. Oh, I'm telling you right now, LJ could have done something. He could have. He definitely. I mean, I still think he could have played college ball, but I don't know. Yeah. What. All right, so we got. I don't know either. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, we had another topic. Me and Jacob were going to discuss, but since you were here, um, the Rockets are reporting that they want to trade either James Harden or Russell Westbrook. Earlier, we heard you talk about Russell Westbrook, um, and you really like Russell Westbrook. You know he has a dog in him. But do you trade him over James, or do you keep James? Come again. Do you trade Russell Westbrook, or do you keep James Harden? So, me personally, I it's hard to say because if you're looking at paper, they're going to say, oh, we have to keep James Harden. But I think he's not a good leader, and no matter if he's MVP, and I don't care how many points he scores, he can't get a ring. Um, I would personally keep Russell Westbrook and get rid of Harden, but I don't think they're ever going to get rid of James Harden, me personally. But I mean, if I see that happen, I would be very shocked. But I'd be I'd be excited to see what's new to come for the Rockets if they finally get rid of this toxic entity. <laughs> oh my. See the man. Get, the man get his he get his jersey retired in a strip club one time, and now he toxic. <laughs> now he toxic. He is toxic at its finest. So yeah, for the team, he's. I mean, he's just not. He's not a good leader. He doesn't care. I just feel like he doesn't care. All he does is care about um, scoring points and getting girls. Now, now see that's every basketball player. Okay, but Sierra, is there anything else you want to discuss on the podcast? I know you might have to go. I'm trying to see. I, I don't have anything else. I, I want to say I'm proud of you, and um, I'm excited to see what, what you do with your podcast, and I'll be watching and cheering you on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm it's getting a little dark in here. I was using my natural lighting, but the sun's going down. Right, I see that. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'll say this. You invited me on your show, Jacob. She had a radio show at TSU oh, when she was in grad school. I don't know if she's still in grad school. I'm going to say yes. I'm assuming yes. Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Well, she's taking like six hours. We'll say that. So yeah. she invited me on her show both times, and I showed up for the first time. The second time, I got mm-hmm. really busy at TSU in athletics. And so I always remember that, like, oh, they really wanted me on the show. I was another piece. And so I always just remember that in the back of my head. I said, I'm going to have Sierra come on this podcast one of these days. She's going to be my <laughs> guest. Didn't know you was going to be the first one because I sent out a bunch of emails to different people I wanted to talk to. You're the first one that replied. So, boom. <laughs> now here, I am. Here. here you are. So I, I wish always, Ricardo was here so she could have met Ricardo. Right. She could have met Ricardo. So, I'm all, so yeah. I always want to thank you for that. You always kept me in the inner circle. So that's Always. My- always live. All right, well, folks, we are. I say we're. I guess we're gonna take a break. I don't know. Um, Sierra is. Wait, uh, announce your book date again, one more time for the people. The release date is November eleventh. Um, it's a Wednesday, but you can still pre-order right now. Go to my Instagram. It is now Sports 
Bay, S-P-O-R-T-S-B-A-E underscore underscore. And um, yeah, you can just click on the link and you can pre-order from there. And I would say Facebook. I can share it on Facebook too. Uh, you'll also be seeing her ads. So you're sending your ad video. It's a really funny ad video. Uh, we transfer that to me. I will I'll send that to you. And so I'll post it on my page. And then um, other than that, Let's give one more round of applause for Sierra Nicole. <laughs> See, no, we ain't, we ain't got the snaps yet. We ain't got the snaps yet. But all right. Okay. Thank you for coming, Sierra. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye Sierra. All right, and we are back. Um, this is episode three of the mind. This is episode two. I said three, didn't I? Yeah, I said, said three, three in the three first in the one. Beginning. Yeah, oh, I, I was so excited. You know what? I counted the trailer. Oh, I messed up. Oh, <laughs> you corrected yourself now. It's okay. I did. You did. It's two. It's two now. You corrected yourself. You're good. Oh, man. There goes that intro. That was a nice intro, too. We're keeping all of this, by the way. This is episode two of the Minority Agenda podcast. You just listened to Sports Bay, Sierra Nicole, uh, independent journalist right now, independent reporter, doing a, doing an amazing job of in of women empowerment in sports. Ah, see, give her, give her one more round of applause. Thank you, Sierra for coming on and joining us right right you see i always say all the good stuff when people leave i hate that <laughs> you keep because like when they're in your face you can never say like yeah man i really appreciated you like oh yeah it's always something when they're gone like ah. all right so what's left on our docket jacob what, what is what is plaguing your mind this week i wanted to <clears throat> go a little more in on the rockets since i didn't really give my take on it when Sierra was giving her squad in the rut. My bad. My bad. But are right, you he good? You good. But <clears throat> with the Rockets, we we were talking about the whole James Harden or Russell Westbrook leaving. I believe since the Maury era is over, it's been a good what like I think it was a good thirteen years for Darryl Maury being the Rockets GM. Yes. And <clears throat> he's the one who got James Harden to the Rockets in the first place, obviously. And who he's the one who got Chris Paul there. He's the one who got Russell there. He's the one who got Dwight there. He's made some great moves. But since the Maury era is over, I believe they need to fully build this team right now. Not that I'm saying Daryl didn't do anything good and didn't build the team right because he did. But the team wasn't built to James James's aspiration unless it was that 2018 squad that took the Warriors. <clears throat> Other than that, or the 2019, excuse me. Uh-huh. The, the, that was the only Rockets team, I believe, that had any chance of winning a finals at any point. So what the Rockets need to do is go all in on James, have him, because he only has a couple of good years left of his prime. <clears throat> so you go all in on James, you get him a good center who can run the floor, but also can shoot the three. You get him a point guard who's a leader who knows how to play make. And you get James who has the ball 75% of the time. So you need a point guard that only play makes but doesn't need to score as much. Like a Rondo type of point guard who's a good leader, but obviously Rondo's not going to join. And you need his wings to be a 3 and D type. That's the perfect squad for James Harden. A point guard that can play make and is a good leader, 3D wings, and a center that can run the floor and can shoot threes. That is the perfect James Harden squad. But, however, it's came close with, just like I am said, with the CP3, CP3 squad. But it just, if that injury wasn't there, they would have had a chip. And this whole, the Rockets never being good enough would never be an argument or be a conversation ever again. 
But as I believe, the Rockets need to go in on James Harden, trade Russell Westbrook, find good assets for Russell Westbrook, find the best option if they can because there's not a lot of teams that's going to take Russell Westbrook. And just find a leader, man. That's all they need. That's really all they need is a leader, someone that can tell James and sit James in his, in his place. I was about to cuss right there because James gets me mad. <laughs> but sit James in his place and tell him, like, bro, this is what you. This is what needs to get done. This is what needs to happen, and this is how you win a championship. And that's what the Rockets need. And if they can find that in a point guard and in a team and in a leader, then they'll be good. Who but is other go- than that? Ugh. But who's gonna tell James that? <clears throat> the only person I ever told James that was Chris Paul, and and they got rid of him. They're, they're, yeah, they got rid of him. There's not another Chris Paul. They sent that man to Siberia. For real. At the he, time, he, OKC he, was Siberia. He made OKC better than Russell could have made OKC. That's crazy. What one year? One year. One but year. Pete, I I love Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook's one of my favorite point guards. But I'm not very high on Russell Westbrook carrying a team. He he he's the number two option. He needs to learn to be a number two option. He's always trying to figure out how he can be the number one option, which he doesn't need to do. And he needs to just find find a fit. Fine, like KD was a good fit, but KD didn't like playing Russell, even if they say they did, they didn't. But Russell needs to find a good fit for him, find a good first option, and that will be his road to success. But he hasn't found that since KD. Uh, I just want to point out for folks, um, Ricardo is not here because of work obligations. So I, I salute my boy for that. He's always working hard. Let's give him a round of applause for that. Yes, sir. Ricardo, Ricardo, Ricardo uh, works in the military, so he's really busy. So he does, uh, he does this podcast. Uh, I want to say every, it's gonna be every two weeks for right now. So, but we always have to remind Ricardo is a part of the show. I know somebody asked me last week, hey, like, why is that guy's voice so deep? I'm like, that's just how he sounds. They're like, is he not, is he using a filter? I'm like, he's not using a filter. That's that's just Ricardo. <laughs> that's that's what he is. That's that's him. I promise you. So the so if you're looking for our hip hop, our hip hop takes or our music takes, um, no new music has really been announced this week. The only thing I've seen was Dej Loaf, and I'm not off that Rockets conversation. I just want to give them an update. That's all I've seen was Dej Loaf is coming out with an album. <laughs> I haven't listened to Dage Loaf since 2014. That's the last like time something was right. 2014, 2015. That's the last time it was good. So with this project, I'm not expecting much. I feel like we kind of treated Dage Loaf how we treated Rich Homie Quan, in a sense. And I like Rich Homie Quan. Yeah, I miss Rich Homie. Right. So I feel like we kind of did treat him. And like like a generational like like a generation like that, we treated him bad. Like we just spit him to the curve. There's a lot of rappers you know, like that. Like, I feel like our like our our age group tra- treated him well. I feel like the younger kids threw him to the side. So so who did they replace Rich Homie with? Because I'm I'm not gonna say Young Boy because Young Boy didn't make the type of music. Close, but not. I don't know. Cause, cause little kids still well. I don't know if my cousins. I don't know if my little cousins listen to Young Thug. I have to call them, ask them one day. I don't know if they listen to Thug. If it ain't Young Boy, they ain't jamming. That's all I know. That's true. Now I'll tell you this. I don't know. Uh, one of my cousins, she listens to Rod Wave. She loves Rod Wave to death. So, so shout out to her. Shout out to Rod Wave. I can't. I can't listen to Rod Wave. He cried too much. He too. No, cuz bro, he too big. Listen, you can't be that size. You can't be my size and you crying every, every song. You can't. You can't have a. You can't never. He ain't never had a good day. Rod Wave rap, rap about he ain't never had a good day in his life. That's the problem. That is the problem. Is that a big boy. No, it don't be sad like that. We do. <laughs> we do not be sad. I come from. Listen, I'm from Texas. We come from a different cloth. Is he from? Is Rod Wave from Florida? I don't know where Rod's from. Okay, I thought he was from Florida. Listen, we from a different cloth, right? We don't do all that crime. Which no, no, no. Okay. Hey, I really mess with Rod. I like Rod. <sighs> I like it. He he be he be spin facts too. I understand it. I understand it. 
But uh, hold on, back on the rock, Rockets. I went on a tangent right there, a music tangent. Ricardo would be so proud. But <laughs> right, if Ricardo was here, we we would be we will be on music for another. Like, I will. No, well, we started our podcast early for our guests. Shout out to our guests again, Sierra Nicole. Go cop that new book. Um, it's real. It's fellas, fellas. I know some of you fellas have a significant other that don't know nothing about sports. I know you talking to one right now. She probably in your DM saying, "Say." You trying to go to a Dodgers game? You trying to go to a Rangers game? Knowing they ain't winning, she don't know. She don't know. She don't know the record. She don't know none of that. She just know, hey, he likes sports. I'm not into it, but we can go to a game and probably see where it goes. Okay. Now, because I want I want y'all to end up like that Cowboys fan last night on national TV crying that the Cowboys lost and his girls in his ear trying to cheer him up. I feel so bad. For, I, yo, I feel really bad for him. I felt really bad for him, but then I thought about it. Well, at least she cares. She cares about your feelings enough yeah, yeah, to do that. <laughs> so at the stadium, at least you got a girl that's right beside you and loving you on, even though your favorite team loses. Through thick and I'm thin, glad I got a girl like that. Thick and I, I thin. Like that. See, <laughs> so so yeah, there there are some good women out here who know sports, and there are some who don't, but that need to learn. So please, again, go cop this new book. I promise you. It's a very special book. I haven't read it yet, like most, like everybody else, but I know it's going to be good. I've she does good quality work. I I, I can attest to that. Now, um, pre-order one for my girl. Now, um, Jacob, we was talking about the Rockets. We was talking about now. So you so they need someone who's going to control James Harden. I don't know who would control James Harden. I and you know what no. I said. I said Chauncey Billups. But now Chauncey Billups is going to the Clippers. Oh yeah, that's what I said. They need they need an old player, an ex player, to be their coach. That's what I think they need because James is not. I mean, Mike D'Antoni and James work that well because James loves scoring, and that's what Mike D'Antoni loves too. But I feel like James needs someone to put him in his place. An ex player as a coach would be perfect for that. Now um, I'll tell you this because uh, um, I work for. A, text, a newly inducted Texas Radio Hall of Fame legend, Ralph Cooper. Uh, me, and, me and Mr. Cooper could talk almost every day. He'll call me. I'll do stuff for him. At 1230 KCOH, check him out. Te- Texas Radio, newly inducted Texas Radio Hall of Fame. He's been he's been on air since the 60s, Jacob. So, Dang. so he's seen everything. He, he's seen it all. He, he watched Wilt Chamberlain. Well, he didn't watch it when he scored 100, but he was alive then to – Cause I asked him, I said, "So did he really score 100 points? Are y'all just making that up?" He like, "No, no, no. He really scored 100. He really, <laughs> he really, he really did score 100 points." So, Mr. Cooper, I always talk to Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper will tell me about anything. He'll tell me about Muhammad Ali. He was he when Muhammad Ali fought George Foreman. He was there. Oh man! So he was in Africa. He was in the Rumble. He was there. He covered it. Everything. He's friends with George Foreman. He's friends with. Uh, he was, he interviewed Muhammad Ali. Uh, but we had this talk about Jeff Van Gundy. He thinks that Rockets shouldn't get Jeff Van Gundy. They interviewed him over the weekend uh, as reports came out. Uh, me, personally, I wouldn't be mad at it, but I understand why people don't want Jeff Gant- Jeff Van Gundy. He's gotten a little old. He might be out of style. I don't. But he's watched the game so much. That's what I'm saying. He's seen the game mm-hmm. develop. He might be the one. What's your, what's your See, take on I'm not a... I'm not a me and my dad both. We're not Jeff Van Gundy fans. Um, even when he was a um, coach, we're not. We weren't Jeff. Van, I'm more of a. I'm more of a Stan Van Gundy guy. Like I like Stan Van Gundy when he was with the Heat before Pat Riley took over in the '06. But that was that. That was Pat Riley's team to coach and win the championship. I'll Stan. I like Stan Van when he was with Dwight and the um and the Magic. I like Stan Van when he was with the Pistons, even though they didn't really do anything. He was terrible. But I really wasn't ever a Jeff Van Gundy guy. Even when he's on, he's um commentating in the games, I'm like, bro, can I just please put this guy on mute? I can't listen to this guy. But I, I with the Rockets, I, I think Jeff Van Gundy would be a, can be a coach again in the league. But not just not with the Rockets. I I don't see him and James Harden mixing very well, and I don't I, I don't think Jeff Van Jeff Van Gundy's a big personality type of guy. Like he doesn't mesh well with big personalities. 
I feel like he has to have like um like a Spurs team type. Like he needs someone that really isn't doesn't have that big of a personality like Lamarcus Aldridge or Demar Derozan or a young team. I feel like he could do a young team maybe. But other than that, no, I don't I don't see Jeff Van Gundy being for the Rockets. Okay, here's a hot take. Um, because almost everybody who's a bench player on the Lakers is now entering free agency. Do the Rockets and do the Rockets go back and get Dwight Howard? He made it, he went no. back to the Lakers. Can he go back to the can go back to the Rockets? No. Come on. I don't think it'll work out again. No. No? No, I still old. He's too old. <laughs> I think maybe it could have worked out then, but no, it's not gonna work out again anymore. If anybody, the Rockets should go and get Rajon Rondo, who's kind of old too, or kind of he is old. Okay, Rajon Rajon Rondo, Rajon Rondo. Okay, that would be the best best pickup for them off the Lakers. I don't know who they'll get besides like I don't know who they should go after in free agency off the top of my head, but like I said, they just need a center that can run. They need three and D players. And they need a, a point guard that can play, make, and lead. Okay, let's see. Well, I just got breaking news. Well, it's not really breaking news. It's just a uh, Twitter source. James Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Daniel House, who probably won't be on the team. I'm gonna be honest with you, Daniel House. Yeah, you I don't might, think he is. I, I don't. I don't. You might not want to speak. <laughs> But Daniel House were all vocal about their wishes for John Lucas to be the next head coach of the Rockets. Russell Westbrook had no interest in being involved with the process. So, again, um, Daniel House, listen, man, I I understand what happened at that hotel room. I understand. I know some of these women who work um, in the uh, – I said in 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 the uh, nursing industry, who are nurses, doctors, beautiful women, pretty girls are getting hired everywhere now. I understand that, but Daniel House, at this time, at this moment, you probably shouldn't put no. You should just know if you're gonna have a job, bro. <laughs> they don't need your input. Just you just send send, send a text. To, yeah, I like. Don't 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 call them. Don't do nothing. Cause right now you, after after that stunt you pulled, hey, you might you might be in China next season. I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen to him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he got a spot on the team anymore. Hold on, here you give your take on John. Well, I guess we have to. Oh, John Lucas. We have to uh, we have yeah, to look John this Lucas. up because I'm not familiar with John Lucas, honestly. Yeah, I know John Lucas. John Lucas. Um, he used to he was coaches for he was a coach for a while. I don't know. If, I think John Lucas played. He did. I'm not sure. I know he has a son that played or coached one of the two. He played from 1976 to 1990. Mm. Mm. Wait, is that him or his son? No, that's no. This is John Lucas. He's John Lucas the second. This is John Lucas. Oh, okay. So, John Lucas, really good player, uh, and he's and as a coach. He was with the Spurs, the 76ers, the Nuggets, the Cavs, the Clippers, and he's been with the Rockets since 2016 as player development. So basically, he's been he he's he's an everyday guy for the Rockets. Yeah, he's he's done everything. He's an everyday guy for the Rockets. He's there day in day out, working with players on their jump shots, working with them on defense, working with them on anything. Um, funny story. I'll tell you this story. Cause I, again, I'm a wild, I'm a wild person when it comes to sports. Cause I want to know. So one day, I made a bet with my friend um, Wilson. So me and Wilson bet, uh, or I bet that Scary Terry, aka Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier would average twenty points and eight rebounds a game for the Hornets. I made that bet, and thankfully. Um, cause he had, he had the 20 points. He didn't have the eight assists. He had like 6.9, 6.5, but then COVID happened. So <laughs> I got out of that bet. <laughs> we were on a hiatus and then the, the uh, Hornets didn't get invited to the bubble. 
So I got out of that bed. But during that time, I called uh, the Charlotte Hornets front office. And I get, I made it all the way to player development. I got all the way up to player development. I want to say it was Steve Hernandez. It's somebody named Hernandez that I, I made it to. And I'm just saying that to say this. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. Is that me? Is that? I'm saying that to say this. Um, that it's really easy to call these people and ask them what they do. Now, uh, I didn't get to talk to Mr. Hernandez. I made a voicemail. But, like I said, it's really easy to try to figure out what these people do. But John Lucas is going to be there day in and day out. He'll be there. He's there every day. So, for them to step up and say, hey, we want him as our coach, that says a lot. So that might be the only person who can control James Harden when it comes to, um, hey, James, don't take that shot. James, don't do this. James, don't go to the strip club tonight. Don't go. Go home. Go home. All right? Take just take take right. take a girl with you home, James. Don't, don't go. You don't have to spend your money there. This might be the only man. So if it's so if they want John Lucas, if he is asking for John Lucas, PJ Tucker. Again, Daniel House, you might want to sit this one out, bud. You might. <laughs> hey, you know, I feel like James Hart. Well, you know what? I don't think James would care about Daniel House doing what he did. Just, you know, but still. I don't think he cares. Yeah, I don't think he cares. I don't think anybody cares on the Rockets. But but still, something has to be – somebody has to control this team. Because it's not a wild team, but it's a lot of things to get into in Houston. Mm-hmm. But, but truly, we shouldn't be having to – we shouldn't be having to say this about grown men who this team is what this team's medium age is what 27 and up i would say yeah probably 28 29 and up right so we shouldn't have to really say this but then again nba players have so much free time just like nfl players that's true and then speaking of nfl players i guess we're going to segue or did you have anything else on rockets that you want to say no i don't have anything else um let's see I don't know why it feels like it's echoing in my mic or in my headset. Or I can hear the wind. Um, but I'm gonna continue. That's a young takeoff. Yep. The, that happens every day, folks. Um, this is third ward, so I gotta deal with it. But um other than that, like they they do that so much. I'm like, bro. Come on, like we we get it. You have a nice engine. You're, you're, it works. It works. <laughs> I I understand it. Like you can do that on Fridays to Sunday, but during the week, like come on now. Hold on real quick. All right, All right we are back. Okay, I'm back. So um, I was on the NFL. NFL. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been dem- well. I wouldn't say demoted. He's been replaced. By Tua Talunga, and I know I just said that man's. Yeah, for the time being, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Ryan Fitzpatrick has them winning. They are second in the AFC East, and then they want Tua to come in and play. He, he they want him to come in and start against Aaron Donald. This is what they're asking this man to do, a somebody who just came off a hip replacement. And y'all want him to go against Aaron Donald at his first career start? That's crazy. That is crazy. No, no. no I, I guess they're just trying to give him a little showtime. That's all I'm guessing because Brian's been playing a hell of a game. He's been playing great. He's throwing, but, yeah, he's throwing 12 passes or 12 touchdown passes and over 1,500 yards. Yeah, he's been playing great. And they're second in the division. The last team in that division, I think, is the Patriots. But you got to also think this is the Dolphins we're talking about. Yeah, but, man, come on, man. The Dolphins, you know they want a little bit of that, um, that how do you say that, limelight. If you put Tua in, you get a little bit of that um, advertisement that you see everybody saying, oh, look at the Dolphins. When have – Okay, so me and you growing up, because we're the same age, or you're a, little, you're a year older than me. When have we ever seen a winning Dolphins team? 
Never. I ain't never. You've, heard of you've never seen it. I've never seen it. Nah, nah. People before me have never seen it. The only people who've seen it is what? The 1980 Dolphins? Or is that 76? I don't know. It's probably like the Dan Marino Dolphins. Right. The year they went there. Right. Dan Marino. Thank yeah. you. Dan Marino. Yeah. Like, come like sometimes some people just got to give it up. Just like the, well, I was going to say the Browns. Well, the Browns are winning a little bit, so I can't. Yeah, they, they Decent, they've been doing decent. Yeah, I can't ba- I can't bash the Browns like I want to. They did beat the uh, Cowboys. Facts. The one thing I want to talk about real quick while we're waiting, I'm gonna let the let the audience know, and I'm gonna let Ricardo know if he's listening because we're gonna talk about this next week. I got Benny the Butcher's album that came out recently, number one on my album of the year. Because the whole thing is fire. Okay. Oh no. So I didn't really, I didn't really give my my analysis when Ricardo asked about it last week. Mm-hmm. But I re-listened to it, and oh my god, it's it's beautiful. It's amazing. Okay. Um, did you listen to So Icy Gang, the new Ten Seventeen? Oh, I have not. No, I've been meaning to do that because you told me about that. It's really good. I I like it. I like it. I like it now, and then Savage Life Six came out with Webby. Oh my God, yes! I love Savage Life. Every Savage Life. You like every Savage Life, especially the first three. The first three, yes. It's four the, and five? Three. No. Okay, yeah, okay. Four or five is not mine, but the first three is the best. <laughs> yes, the first three, I understand, but four and five, nah. And I don't really know about six. Oh, you know what? I know I'm what I want. Ready for it though, uh, folks. We're gonna we're, we're I promise you, we're closing down. Um, yeah, me and Jacob. Um, when it's just the two of us, and it's not the third person that we honestly need, uh, we tend to just do less stuff. Let me. I'm gonna keep it honest with you. So, um, Ricardo is our glue. I'm going to play this song that I don't understand why he's rapping. Oh, also, we're going to talk about this fit. Oh, you know what? I can add photos on here through this Zoom. We Okay, have you seen the photo of T.I. in the club with the Eagles jersey and the shoulder pads yes, on? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. That What is that? Bruh, who, who is he tackling? So Bro, I, I'm just even. I'm even wondering about the like the armbands, and he had a headband on, didn't he? He did. I swear, bro. I don't know what Ti thought. Like when he when he picked out this fit, like I, right, this is what I'm going to the club with. This is what this is what it's gonna be like. Boy thought he they he's gonna get. Wait. Why he got who was who's jersey? Why he got an Eagles? Not a thing. That was Michael Vick. That was, that was Michael Vick's oh, jersey. I was about to say, why did he have a Falcon jersey on? No, that was Michael Vick's Eagles jersey, and it wasn't the authentic jersey. That was a yeah. replica Eagles jersey. It wasn't authentic. Oh, I thought that was gonna, I thought that was a Walmart Eagles jersey. No, it was no. Then he had then he had on wristbands, a glove. That, Bro, I swear. that might be the worst fit I've ever seen in my life. And I've seen a a bunch of nasty outfits gone to worn to the club. I have. I, I've seen a plethora of nasty outfits. That has to, that has to be top five worst outfits. Just the Not shoulder pads alone. Just going out in public. Because you know what? I always question rappers when they bring up uh when they rap about sports. I always question that. Like when 21 Savage said, eighth grade, he said, seventh grade, I started playing football. And I was like, holy field. Then eighth grade, he said he was knocking people out. And then he said, F the field. So that means somebody hit you so hard, you stopped playing. That That's really what it meant. It don't yeah. mean you was too hard to fight. No, you, somebody laid you out. You don't want to play no more. So I always want to know people when they rap about these stats, just like Young Thug. Young Thug on Drake's album said, um, he played growing up I was a running back and you never made me ran once. I wanna know what your stats were. I really honestly do. Uh what what uh that was on More Life. That was on More Life. What song is that, Jacob? Yeah, yeah. 
I don't remember. Sacrifice. Sacrifice. I listened to it. More yeah. like it was on Sacrifice. It was on the song uh Sacrifice. But uh wait, I have this song queued up. Hold on, let me see. Uh we're just gonna listen to the first verse because I wanna know why is TI rapping like this? I think TI is too old and not old as in age, it's just why does TI need to rap like this to applaud to the to appeal to the younger generation, not applaud, appeal to the younger g- generation. I don't think he needs to rap like this. Hold on. Okay. Okay, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You, I, I like the beat. I like the beat. I don't know who produced that about. I like the beat. Hitmaker. Young, AKA Youngberg. That, that is Hitmaker. Yeah. Yeah. You like that? Just like, you like the beat? Yeah, it sounds just like it. Yeah. But do you like the... I don't like the flow. No. 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 It's not like a T.I. flow. That's, no. that's all I'm saying. That's all. And I we're like seeing this with older flow. rappers. We are seeing yeah. this with older rappers. They don't have to do this. I'm trying to think who's a who's one that I just I was thinking about one just recently who was doing this. Oh, it's slipping my mind. But now you're right. I don't know why they're doing that. Like, are they trying to get the? You think they're trying to get a new new audience going with the younger younger generation? Why not just appeal to your your original fans, your older fans. Well, I think um, I think Ti's antics off off the scene or off music have caused them to lose quite a bit of fans. Um, okay, yeah, you're right. So, but I don't know if, but I don't think he should need. But you know what? I'll say this because all his albums came before streaming, or all his major albums mm-hmm. came before streaming started. So maybe all his fans don't stream music. You see what I'm saying? Because we know we, me and you know some dudes in Pittsburgh and Palestine and Mount Pleasant. They don't know nothing about streaming, but they still got a CD player in their car. That's facts. That you know somebody in Tyler. You know somebody in Dallas. Nope. I know a couple nope. people in, in Houston. And they I'll add they what, right. Spotify, or Apple Music. That were like, what? What is that? What is that? But they have a CD player. I got a CD player in my car. I said, okay. Mm-hmm. Just, this just like two weeks ago when somebody handed me a mixtape. He handed me his mixtape. I didn't know him. I was leaving my homeboy house. He handed me, one dude handed me Mr. X. Like, say, bro, check out my music. And I was going to ask him, like, bro, like, I don't know if I said this on the last podcast. But I was like, bro, um, you know, I, I was going to say, hey, you know, I don't have a CD player. But I didn't say that. I took his music. It was free. I went and searched his name on Spotify. He had one song on Spotify. It's a nice song. <laughs> it's a nice song. It's not now. It's not the new mixtape. It's but other than that, it's a nice song. So when he uploads that, I'm gonna put it on my Spotify chart. But but as of right now, no, I'm not listening to that mixtape. It's an and it's a nice album cover. I'll say that. I'll give that to him. Um, old heads, you got to learn to put your music online. Nobody has CDs players anymore. But see, the thing is, he wasn't old. He was younger than me. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know where the junk. I, I think it's more money to put stuff on CDs and hand them out. To just put your stuff online for free. Definitely more money. DJs don't even do CD players no more. All these DJs that I know, they don't do CDs no more. They they got it mixed in with their computer. And then they're doing the DJing on their computer, or uh, some just still do have turntables. I respect the DJs that still have turntables, but they have the newer, up-to-date turntables. I respect those DJs. Um, so 
it's just a, it's about appealing to different folks and, and adapting. People have to learn how to adapt. I guess T.I. is trying to adapt. I don't know if it's working. I feel like it's not working because that song wasn't it. And I I usually listen to T. I'll listen to T.I. But, eh, right, you know, it's in passing, in passing. Yeah, I'm not with it. You're not with but, it? But I did like that um, Hitmaker beat. Oh, yeah. Hit, Hitmaker, Hitmaker makes really good beats. Youngberg has really reinvented himself. So no one calls him Youngberg anymore, but... That's how people know him. They know his face. The Youngberg days, yeah. Yeah, so that's when I say his name, I just want people to realize who his face is, you know, his face. But um, other than that, I'm trying to think. I think we've extended it now. Uh, folks, I think we are good on topics. Again, uh, when it's just me and Jacob, we kind of tend to go a little lax. And then, of course, we had our special guest this week. Again, shout out to Sierra Nicole. New book on the way, Sports Bay. Fellas, again, if your girl don't know sports, I know she don't know sports. She don't know sports. You know what? I might go and make a book and call Video Game Bay. I don't even play video games like that no more. I don't play play games. But, hey, you're going to understand this terminology on Madden, on 2K. You're going to understand that. When I'm in the wreck, don't bother me. That's going to be the definition. When I'm in the wreck, please don't call my name. Don't do none of that. But... Again, go check out her new book. Uh, $25. November the 11th. Thank you for the date. November 11th is coming out. Um, You will see it in our intros to our videos now. So I'm going to add it. I'm going to add them in there. And then I do all the editing. Um, Anything else you want to say, Jacob? I know I've been talking a lot. No, I'm uh, going to go retweet the link on um, Twitter if I can find it. So if you go onto our Twitters, you might be able to find it on there. Yeah, and then um, well, you don't have a Facebook because she's all over Facebook. It's all over. Yeah, Facebook. I don't have a Facebook. Why don't you have a Facebook? Facebook. Yeah, let's I get don't into use that. Facebook. I don't like I don't like my family knowing my business. <laughs> so I use social medias that my family don't use. <laughs> the only one who's on my my fam- my um, family members on my social media is my two nieces and my sister. But everybody else that's my family member. No clue what I be doing on social media. Alright. Um, we talked about Dej Love. We talked about we brought, that. Right, we brought up the TI uh topic. You need to shut that down. Uh I'm just looking at our group chat right now. Hold on. <laughs> talked about the Rockets needing to hold on to James Harden and get rid of the Russell Westbrook. Young Dolph. Oh, well. I'll save that for Ricardo. <laughs> I'll save that for Ricardo. Hey, Wait. next week when Ricardo gets back, we're going to talk a whole lot more music. Best believe that. Right. Episode three will actually be episode three. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. so mad I messed up the intro now. <laughs> now that I think about it, I done messed up the intro. All right. Let me find an outro song. Hold on, folks. Hold on. Jacob, you keep talking. You keep the folks entertained. Or you know what? This isn't our official intro or outro song, but I'll just pick it up. We're gonna find one though. We're gonna get we're gonna get a good intro and outro that's gonna be common. But see, I right like change them. I like change them each week. I just it's oh, if you like change them, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I have an actual. I have a whole folder dedicated to the audio. <laughs> Turn that down. All right, so this is the ending of the podcast. This was episode two of the Minority Agenda podcast. I'm your host, Isaiah Thornton. Uh, In the building, we had Jacob Gray. He is Mr. Oh, hold on. He's Mr. OVO. Hold on real quick. And more tune for your head top, so watch how you speak on my name, you know? So that's him. And then we also had Sierra Nicole. Great, great, great book. Go pick it up. I know I keep saying it. I keep promoting it. People, you gotta go. You gotta go read. Wow, I was gonna say go listen. I wanted. You know what? Oh, we didn't ask her. She's gonna have an audio version. That would be nice if she had an audio version too. But I, I doubt that would be. But anyways, again, go read this book. Go cop it. It's a really good book, ladies. Ladies, go get it, guys. Go get it for your ladies. 
Um, so we're supposed to say, Jacob, do you want to say it? You, you don't want to say it? I'll see. Oh, I can't be recorded. I can't do it. All right, hold on, hold on. I'll try. I'll attempt it. We're not black. We're not white. We're something. To- <laughs> see now, now, see now we play. Okay, but seriously, on a serious note, um, if you're not black, we're not black. If you're not black, we're not black. We're not white. We're something in the middle. It's the Minority Agenda Podcast. Thank you for listening. I think we've given you at least an hour worth of content this week. So I really appreciate that because we had nothing planned. We are still getting topics. I promise you, episode three will be amazing. Episode two wasn't bad though. I feel like we got really good I, I stuff. Thought good. I thought that was good. I thought it was good. All right, so folks, like, subscribe, share, um, keep up. Send us topics. Send me topics. Send Jacob topics. Send Ricardo topics. Okay, and uh, we're gonna get through. We're gonna get through this together. Um, and that's about it. I keep saying, um, cause I, I really want to keep talking, but I don't know what else to talk about. So again, uh, this is, this has been another episode of the minority agenda podcast. We are out. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.